Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? No? Okay, well, let me tell you mine. Harland Williams, that's right. It's me, Harland Williams, and you are listening to the Harland Highway podcast. Probably the sexiest podcast on planet Earth. <laughs> All right, creepy, creepy, creepy way to start, but let, let's keep going. Uh, thank you for being here, everybody. Today's show is a special show. Uh, it's dedicated to a behind-the-scenes look uh, at the uh, Tonight Show on NBC. Yours truly was a guest on the uh, on the Tonight Show, and I thought it would be fun to share with you the process, or the process, as they say down in Times Square, uh, behind um, the the uh, the Tonight Show appearance. At least for me, from my perspective. Uh, so I'm going to take you on a little journey through that. And then uh, also, uh, you know, family always tend to watch you when you do something important in your life. So, of course, uh, my family watched me on The Tonight Show. And my Aunt Ruthie, who lives in Rochester, New York, she watched it with my Uncle Harry. And apparently she left me a message uh, telling me uh, what she thought of my appearance. So we're going to get to that. It's going to be fun. This is the Harland Highway. What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What are you talking about, Will? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. (gasps) What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Yes, it's the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Tonight, special guest, Harlan Williams, actor-comedian, Harlan Williams. Yes, 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 yes. That is actually, hey, 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 that is actually uh, the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if uh, if any of you caught me about a week ago uh, on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Very exciting moment for me. And I thought today, uh, for the first part of the show, I would kind of take you through the excitement, take you through the details of doing the number one top-rated talk show uh, in the in the country, and obviously the whole legacy of the Tonight Show, uh, and uh, yada yada yada. Uh, just uh, for for your information, this is this was my third Tonight Show host uh, Tonight Show appearance. Uh, I never got to do the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, but I I did uh, get it. Uh, with with Jay Leno, I think I did the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, maybe between fifteen and twenty times, maybe even more. I was on that show a ton, 
And then when Conan O'Brien came along and did The Tonight Show for a year, uh, I did one episode with Conan, and then before I could do another one, he was gone. And then Jimmy Fallon came in as the third host of The Tonight Show, and uh, and I was always looking forward to the day when I'd get the call to uh, come and come and do the show with Jimmy. And by golly, it uh, just happened last week, and uh, there I was, my third Tonight Show host. Wow, that is uh, very exciting, and it's been an honor. I mean, with Jay Leno, it was an honor. Jay was on there for for decades. Uh, always appreciative Jay having me on, and then when Conan had me on, uh, you know, just another, just an honor. The Tonight Show of all the talk shows is the is the oldest and and the most seeped in tradition, and kind of is is the one most probably embedded into the American fabric. It has such a long history, and so uh, to be on there is is really really an honor and a privilege, and uh, and so. Uh, you know, for many years, the many, the last almost decade and a half, I've been doing these talk shows, and and mostly when I'd show up, I'd do panel. I would sit down and I would do panel. I would just sit on the couch and talk and be funny and tell stories and jokes. And and I realized, you know, I haven't done stand up on a late night talk show in forever. You know, I I'd, I'd, I'd done it on Letterman, I'd done it on Leno, I'd done it on Conan. And then I just got tired of doing the stand-up, and I thought, you know, I just want to sit down and relax and not have to carry the weight and the pressure of doing, you know, a stand-up set. And 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 believe me, it's a lot of pressure when you're out there alone and you're supposed to make, I, I think it's 5 million people or 6 million people to watch The Tonight Show. You, you got to go in their living rooms and make them laugh if you don't think that's pressure. My God, how many of you have been scared to stand up at your friend's wedding and say a few words? So imagine this, my friends. <laughs> so uh, so I went ahead and uh, got the call, and um, and the process begins where they have a talent uh, coordinator, Michael, who, who runs uh, the stand-up comedy portion of The Tonight Show, and of course, uh, I had to meet with him, and and I had to you know work out my set, talk talk through with him, which material would 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 work best, which which was the most palatable for the Tonight Show, what which what would probably uh, work with the audience the best, because uh, you know there's an art to doing late night talk shows. It's people don't just plop down and start talking and. You know, there's a lot of preparation, and and most guests and comedians, uh, almost every word of what they say, is is um, is kind of goes through a screening process off the, uh, out of the gate, so so that the the host isn't thrown for a loop, and they make sure they're hitting some great bullet points and blah blah blah. So. So I got together with Michael, and and then uh, you know I flew up to New York. And, and what I did up there is I went around to all the comedy clubs, the, you know, the two nights prior to being on the tonight show and New York is littered with comedy clubs. And so, uh, you know, as soon as it got dark, I, I was flying all over the city. You know, I went down to Caroline's comedy club on Broadway. Then I went down to the comedy cellar at 1130 at night, you know, f- that famous comedy club that you see on Louis CK show. 
Then I'm over at uh, Gotham, Gotham uh, Comedy Club at another part of the city, which is just an amazing club. Then I'm at a place called The Stand, which is like a hot new comedy club emerging. And my God, I'm just flying all over the city working on my set. And it's weird because, you know, when you do your set, you're pulling pieces from out of your hour-long routine that you normally might not do in that particular order. So you're basically, you know, piecing together your TV act based on the hour of material you have in your stage act. And so that's a little bit of a dance and a fine art to pick the right stuff and put it in the right order. And and then you have to kind of figure out how to say it out of sequence uh, compared to how you'd normally say it. So that's pretty interesting. So uh, so then I go from from uh, from working on my set to the big day. Um, the Tonight Show sends a limo over, and I go down. And they have a nice hotel for me. I walk down. You know, the I got TMZ'd going out of the hotel. There's people there who want to take pictures, and somehow they find out where you're staying. It's very weird. And and then you jump in the limo, and we go over to the show. I go up the elevator. There's a security guard and a and a uh, intern who who are a greeter who comes down and meets you. You go through security. You're whisked up to the floor. You, you, the elevator doors open and suddenly you're in, in this hallway, this big wide hallway. And there's, it's almost like one of those old Hollywood movies. There's props rolling past you. There's people in costumes. There's other celebrities. There's there's writers. There's people with headgear on and microphones and there's people talking into walkie-talkies, and there's security, and there's there's, you know, well, it's just it's kind of like uh, chaos up in that hallway. It's kind of fun. The minute that door opens, you're you're in this bustling, you know, mess of of activity, and you're like, oh wow, it's something's happening here, you know, and it's just like people moving, and and it's 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 really exciting. Then they bring you to your dressing room. You have your own dressing room with your name on the door, and they've, they've got drinks in there and food and your own little TV to watch the show, and they, they've got gifts. Oh, my God, they had chocolate bars and, and candies, and, and the, the, they found out my shoe size, and they, they got me a brand-new pair of slippers, Ugg slippers. Oh, and then, uh, and then uh, you know, there's uh, T-shirts and, and all kinds of little gifts. And so, uh, so you're waiting in your dressing room and, uh, and, you know, they bring your contract into sign and then one of your agents shows up from the agency to make sure that they're there representing. And, and then, uh, Michael, the, uh, the, uh, the standup talent booker is there just talking you through your set and going over your lines and, and you're just kind of hanging there, waiting for the show to start. And then you're watching the monitor. You see Jimmy go out, and re- re- Jimmy Fallon goes out and rehearses his monologue. And and then you go out for a rehearsal. They come and get you, and you go out and you kind of figure out your staging and if you need any special shots. And uh, you, you you figure out your mark. You have to stand on a, a certain mark on the floor, and you got to know where to look, and you got to know which cameras are pointing at you and they ask if you want to have cue cards and oh man it's a real it's a real uh, hustle and bustle but it's very exciting it all gets the adrenaline going and then then they check your wardrobe 
They want to make sure what you're wearing uh, doesn't doesn't uh, cause the cameras to flare up. Sometimes if you wear uh, bright whites or dark blacks or stripes, it can mess with the cameras. They don't want you wearing logos and things like that. Uh, so there I am waiting around in my dressing room. And all of a sudden, uh, coming down the hall is Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels, uh, you know, the guy who created Saturday Night Live and the guy who uh, created Kids in the Hall and the guy who actually owns the uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if he owns the Tonight Show, but he, he works with Jimmy, has a deal with Jimmy. And, uh, and so Lorne Michaels was in the hall. I was like, oh, my God. And I'd uh, worked with Lauren before. I did a movie uh, a number of years ago called Superstar. So I ran up to Lauren, and uh, he was very warm and friendly. We shook hands and shot the breeze a little bit. Then I go back to my dressing room, and uh, I look across the hall, and there's uh, there's Martin Short and Maya Rudolph standing there. I guess they're getting ready to tape a show across the hall, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's Martin Short, my hero. My, he's such a comedy great. And uh, I go back into my dressing room to futz around, to grab a, a drink of water and blah, blah, blah. And, and lo and behold, all of a sudden, Martin Short comes whisking into my dressing room and starts attacking my snacks. And I was just laughing my head off. And I'm like, oh, my God, we, we hugged. Martin sat down and we just talked for, for 10 minutes. And uh, just just a real bonus treat to have Martin Short come into my dressing room and sit and, and talk with me. It was just so fun. And uh, and then he left, and then they whisked me down to the uh, hair and makeup. Uh, the other guests are doing their thing. Tyler Perry was a guest, and uh, James Franco's brother was a guest. And so while well, James Franco's brother's on, I'm down there doing my hair and makeup. And then they bring me back to my dressing room. Uh, James Franco's brother's uh, bit ends. They go into a commercial, and I'm up next. And you're like, wow, here comes the adrenaline. And you're like, oh, you know, it, it, it's like waiting for your turn to go out and hit a home run. And so they come and get you, and they, they go, you ready, Harlan? I'm like, yeah, and a bunch of people, you know, fist pumping me and, and saying, go get them, kid. And everyone's in the back hallway now clustered, all the – all the workers and the guards and people are just filling the hallways watching. There's a big t flat screen TV monitor back there. People watch the show back there. And and so uh, they, t they take me out and now I'm standing behind the curtain. You know, the, the curtain that everyone walks through. It's so exciting. I'm like standing there and the, and the, 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 sh the floor producer is standing with me and uh, his name was Mike as well and just you know, the energy's gone, and there's a guy with his hand on the curtain ready to pull it. And all of a sudden, uh, you hear the music swell. They're back from the commercial. The Roots are playing their instruments. And and then you hear Jimmy start in. He's like, our next guest is blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I, for I forgot to mention, too, by the way, this is a, a big part. While I was waiting to go in my dressing room after Martin Short left, Jimmy Fallon came by. Jimmy comes by and uh, he's just hanging out at my dressing room and we're talking, we're reminiscing and we're talking about, believe it or not, Jimmy Fallon used to open for me. Uh, well, he just didn't open for me regularly, but he opened for me a number of times uh, on the comedy circuit. And, uh, and so we were talking about that. We were talking about a gig we did 
an outdoor gig we did at a college together once. I mean, it was just, it was really great to see Jimmy. I was genuinely super happy to to see him again. It had been a long time since I'd, I'd connected with Jimmy, and he seemed uh, genuinely happy to see me, and it was just a love fest. And, uh, and so that was super exciting, you know, so now I'm all pumped up. I'm in the back. I'm, uh, I, I'm at the curtain. Jimmy, Jimmy says my name. The, the guy who runs the curtain pulls the curtain back. I go walking out and there it is, man. Bright lights and cameras and camera people. And the roots are on my left side, the band, the roots, the house band. And there's Jimmy over at his desk they they lower the lights so jimmy's kind of huddled in the dark <laughs> it's just weird that you know you're, you're there and there's people on the stage with you pretty much you got jimmy fallon the host and, and and a whole band flanking you on either side and and then of course in front of you the most important part the the audience and the audience uh were very very warm and gracious to me on that night i mean they just lit up and they were you know, they, they were cheering and they were, you know, as soon as as soon as I kind of waved to them, they just it was a, a really big swell of applause and adoration. And it really it just got me pumped up. You know, it got me pumped up to give them a show. I mean, I was planning to do it anyways, but uh, it was just uh, the adrenaline and the excitement. And and my biggest fear about doing shows like that is am I going to get nervous Am I going to start sweating on camera? Am I going to get fidgety? Am I, am I going to forget my lines? That that doesn't that rarely happens to me, but every now and then it can happen for whatever reason. Maybe I'm having an off night or I'm in a weird mood or whatever, but not on this night. I mean, I was just so relaxed, and the minute they started clapping, I was like ready to go, man. I was on my game and, you know, the first joke rolled out of my mouth and it just knocked them dead. And then the second one and the third. So every joke that I picked out from my set just uh, really, really won the crowd over. And the more the more they were laughing, the more relaxed I got. And I was turning around and talking to Jimmy in the middle of my set for I don't know why. I just kind of followed my impulses. I, at one point, I even turned to him and I said, right, Jimmy, huh? And he just, you know, bent over on his desk laughing. And uh, then I get to my last joke and uh, boom, I deliver it. And uh, and the crowd just goes wild and I'm standing there. Uh, I took a little bow. I was so grateful that they enjoyed it. And then Jimmy came running over and, and gave me a big hug. And he said, oh, we want more. I want more. And I was like, man, I wish I could do more, you know, it's. Once you're out there with that hot crowd, you want to keep going. And then uh, Jimmy uh, motions me over to his desk, and we go over and sit down. Uh, they throw to a commercial, and uh, and then when we come back, it's me and Jimmy sitting there. Jimmy thanked me again, and I thanked him, and it was just uh, it was a great, great, uh, great outing. And that was it. That was the end of it. I, I literally, uh, you know, walked off stage, went to my dressing room, collected my stuff, ran down to the elevator. They took me down out the building. My limo was waiting there and they whisked me to the airport. Uh, and just to put it in context, the show tapes at five o'clock in the afternoon and ends at six o'clock. 
So I was there at about 3.30 for all the rehearsal and the warm-up and the makeup and the, all that stuff. So I whipped down to my limo. I get in it. I, they whip me to the airport. My flight leaves at 9. I'm back in Los Angeles. Because of the time change, I get there at uh, 12.30 at night. I just missed seeing myself on The Tonight Show on the other coast, on the West Coast, which is kind of weird, too. Um, so of course I had uh, a DVR'd and, uh, I sat down, I took a, took a deep breath, got something to drink and watched myself on the tonight show just hours after doing it. And, uh, was very, very, uh, pleased and happy. And, and the experience that I felt inside was, uh, was just as, uh, it was confirmed by how I felt I looked on on the television I, I was having so much fun and I was so relaxed and I was enjoying myself and being playful and and uh, I think that all came across on my set on the tonight show so there you go I don't know if that's interesting to you guys but I thought you know let's be honest how many people do the tonight show and I thought maybe you guys would kind of like to see the blueprint of kind of the process and how it works and what's it like when you're there and the feelings involved and the adrenaline and the, the rush and the, the trepidation and the preparation and all the stuff that goes into it. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed going on that little uh, Tonight Show ride with me. Again, my thanks to The Tonight Show for having me. So much fun. And uh God willing, hopefully I'll be back there again uh, soon in the near future, and we'll do it all again. So uh, thanks for listening. I'm a little exhausted. Raj, throw to a commercial, and we'll come back and talk about some other stuff. Woo! Okay, Raj. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I ran down the hall, got a little, got a little uh, drink of water. I was chatting away. One of the things about uh, doing a Tonight Show appearance is that the whole world gets to see it, and inevitably your friends and family watch it. And, Raj, you're telling me that we have a message from Aunt Ruthie called? Okay, so apparently my Aunt Ruthie called, and she watched the show... And, uh, and I guess she wants to tell me about it or I don't know. Let's see what she has to say. Can you play the message, Raj? Okay, here we go. This is a message from my Aunt Ruthie about my Tonight Show appearance. Hello. Hello. Hello, Holland. Oh, my God. Is this thing? He's not there. Hello? It's Holland. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling, Angel. How are you, doll? I miss you so much. I'm over here in Rochester, New York. I know you're down in the Hollywoods making your movies and your television, little angel, with your little freckle face. Oh, my God, you're so cute. I just want to pop an onion in my face. I don't even know what that means, but, God, you drive me crazy, little Holland. Uh, your Uncle Harry's here. Can you say hello to Holland, Harry? Harry? 
Can you say hello to your grand, your, your nephew, please? Your, your grandson? Your, your nephew, whatever the fuck he is. Can you say hello? Well, that was, that was your Uncle Harry's little... He was having a nap, Paul, and so... Don't be offended if you couldn't make out what he was saying. Anyway, Angel, I just want to tell you, your Uncle Harry and I, oh my God, we watched you on on the Joan Rivers show or whatever that whatever it was you were on, the, the late night talk show with with Merv Griffin or whoever the hell that kid was on there. And my God, Holland, you look fat. Your, your Uncle Harry and I were like, my goodness, he looks like he's been into the donuts and the Dairy Queen, and maybe he's been barbecuing outside. I mean, the, you looked like a chubby little, it looked like there was three of you on stage, little angel. So, I mean, I, I don't mean to be insulting, but you might want to trim down a little bit. And your hair looked a little fucked up, too, little angel. I mean, when you were a little boy, do you remember... That time we were at the fairgrounds, and one of the little bastards from the Ferris wheels—he hawked up a loogie and spit it off the top of the Ferris wheel, and it went in your, your hair. And your aunt Ruthie was rubbing around with her fingers in your hair, and she got goo all over. And I thought, my Christ, is this child? What's leaking out of this child? I thought maybe you had some kind of a virus or some kind of fungus because I thought you were contaminated. Do you remember when I put you in the porta potty and locked the door for about an hour? I thought maybe I could decontaminate you or something. And you were in there screaming and yelling that it was 100 degrees and it smelled like, you know, poo-poo inside. But I was just trying to, you know, be, be safe, little angel. Anyways, your hair, your, I mean, your hair on the, the, the late night show there that you were on, the, the Jay Leno thing, you, my God, Holland, it looked like, I don't know, it looked like, you know, are you balding or something? Do you, do you have leukemia? I mean, I don't know what, what, what you know, it just something looks a little funky, if you don't mind me saying. I mean, your sideburns, I mean, it looks like, a, you know, you went swimming in a swamp and a couple of leeches stuck on the side of your fat fucking face and trying to suck through your favor and suck some of the fat out of your face, little angel. I mean, my God, Holland, it's like a free liposuction down at the swamp, for Christ's sake. And your eyes looked a little baggy. If you don't mind me saying, Angel, you know, your Aunt Ruthie's just looking out for you. But your eyes looked so puffy, like maybe, I don't know, maybe, you, you know, someone, you, you were at a, at a truck stop. And maybe, you know, maybe a homosexual truck driver sucked on your eyes or something. Some kind of pervert, you know. You couldn't get your pants off, so he sucked your eyes out. You know, your, your bags under your eyes were all puffy and... It looked like, you know, it looked like, honestly, somebody smashed you in the face with an owl or something. I mean, but, uh, you know, Holland, and your voice, when you when you talk on the on the, the late show with thing there with Mr. Letterman, it was just, uh, your voice, is there something wrong with your voice, Angel? I found it irritating. It's a, I actually went into the kitchen during your, your stand-up segment, and I started grating my hands on a cheese grater just to distract myself but 
I have to say, your clothes look nice, Angel. I, if you know, if I'm always on the lookout for stuff from the Salvation Army. So if you could let me know, little Angel, which Salvation Army you got your outfit at, that would be just wonderful. Because maybe uh, we have some homeless people that live on the end of our street, and I could direct them to the same place you got your little outfit you wore on television in front of. Six million people, Angel. I mean, I mean, good Lord, it looks like, uh, you know, somebody threw up gravy in a monkey cage and you put, somehow put it on your skin. It's, uh, I'm not sure where you, you do your shopping. I'm, I don't know if, if it was there a Kmart in your house that caught on fire and they decided to sell the shit chard or something. I mean, um, Christ, yeah. you looked like uh, maybe you were running around at uh, Hiroshima you know, looking for a rental car or something. And you have a good Christ, little angel. But anyways, as far as your material goes, your, your Uncle Henry and I, we just couldn't relate to it, Harlan. It, it, I, I know you're trying to be funny, and I know you're trying to be, I don't know if you're trying to be current, or maybe you but we just didn't get it. I mean, you know, where were the knock-knock jokes? Knock-knock. Who's there? Not funny. Not funny who? Oh, my nephew, Holland Williams, that's who, you know, this type, I mean, your bits were just, uh, you know, they, your Uncle Harry fell asleep at one point, there was drool running down the side of his mouth, little angel, it went right down, he was, you know, he's sitting there topless, he likes to air his man tits out, and the, his drool went right down in between his man tits, and it puddled up in his hairy belly button, overflowed, and went right down into his pants, and he got his mothballed, dusty old wiener covered in his own saliva. I mean, good Christ, I almost threw up my, my parsley and Brussels sprouts that I whipped for dinner, you know, Angel. Uh, but my God, Holland, what an achievement. Overall, just a wonderful, wonderful outing. We told all our friends, and we're also going to call all our friends back and apologize for you being such a fuckstick. But your Aunt Ruthie loves you, Holland. You know, I always support whatever you do, you dumb fuck. And I really, really love you, and we miss you so much. <laughs> Me and Uncle Harry just wish you would come and visit, and we hope you, we see you some more on the television, okay? Maybe if you could get on one of those reality shows, Holland, where they, they wheel people into the hospital, you know, people in car accidents or maybe got hit in the head with a brick, or sometimes they get shot, and they bring them in and they see the doctors working on them. Maybe you could get on one of those shows. And we could see you get patched up or get a cesarean section or something because, you know, with your fat belly meat, it looks like you have, you know, triplets in there or something. You probably have infected ovaries if I know you, you dirty. Anyways, Angel, your Aunt Ruthie loves you so much. We're so proud of you. Do you want to say goodbye, Harry? Harry? Hang on, Angel. Harry, do you want to say goodbye to Holland? Oh, Christ. You know what? He's still coming out of his nap. He probably thinks he's back in Vietnam or something, the dumb shit. Hope a helicopter hits him right in the man tits. Anyways, Holland, give us a call when you get a chance. We're so proud of you. Such a wonderful boy on The Tonight Show with... Who, who was it? Conan O'Brien. Okay. Uh, wonderful job, Angel. 
And Ruthie loves you. Thank bye, Aunt Harry. Would you get up? Your drool's coming out of your pant leg. Go and squeeze your belly button, you pig. Come on. Jeez. Yikes. Okay, well, I guess any any pride I was feeling about my Tonight Show appearance might have just flown out the window. Not the most glowing review. What did she say? Did it look like a homosexual truck driver sucked my eyes off? Good Lord. What the hell's that mean? Oh, family. You know, family can just be the most critical of all sometimes, I guess. But I hope you guys liked it. I hope at the end of the day you guys enjoyed it. If if you haven't seen the uh, show, I know it was up on the Tonight Show uh, webpage, tonightshow.com. Uh, I don't know if it's still there. I don't know if they archive this stuff. You could probably go on the tonightshow.com and type in Harland Williams and uh, maybe my set will show up and you, you can enjoy watching it and you be the judge. Please don't be as harsh as Aunt Ruthie. And I do not have leukemia for the record. I don't know what her issue was with my haircut, but it... Aunt Ruthie, if you're listening, I do not have leukemia. That's a, it's a haircut. Good Lord. Maybe next time I don't tell anyone. I just go do it. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, a whole show dedicated to The Tonight Show here. But, you know, I thought it was a, a fun event. I, I really wanted to share the experience with you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And, uh... I'll keep you posted if any more uh, appearances uh, on The Tonight Show or any other show arise. Uh, Before I go, let's do a couple of quick announcements here, if you don't mind. Um, Let's see. We are are, um, putting out our premium content. Uh, If you want to be a premium member, it's $20. Uh, All you do is go to my website, harlowilliams.com. And go to the podcast link, or you can join by uh, by downloading our free app, the Harland Highway app on your cell phone. Just go to your app store, type in the Harland Highway. Boom, it's free. You get the latest 50 episodes of the show for free. Those are the most current episodes. And then if you want the backlog of over 700 other episodes, 20 bucks a year, plus you get... Uh, extra bonus interviews you get stand-up comedy that i do live at the uh, at the clubs you get my other podcast called let's have a fight there's so much good bonus stuff for 20 bucks a year it is worth it i thank you for uh joining up and subscribing uh if you want to write me a message, you can uh, write me at harlowilliams.com on the uh, contact link. If you want to leave a phone message, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. And, um, and that phone number is on the website as well if you have a bad memory for numbers. So there you go, gang. That is it. We also have the store at harlowilliams.com if you want to order some merchandise. And yada, yada, yada. Uh, So thanks for listening. Hey, we'll be back next time. Until then, you know the saying, chicken, 
chow mein, baby? I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, someone, uh, you, you were at a, at a truck stop, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe a homosexual truck driver sucked on your eyes or something, some kind of pervert, you know, you couldn't get your pants off, so he sucked your eyes out. You know, your, your bags under your eyes were all puffy and... <laughs> <laughs> 